sermon number 573, The Church of Tomorrow, preached on the last Sunday of the Centennial in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown, May 30th, 1971. And the text is Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, the fourteenth verse. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's a great day in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Not only nationally is this the day when we memorialize our dead and pay our tribute to the more than one million lives that have been given or taken in sacrifice in the eight major wars that we have participated in in the 195 years of the nation's history. But this is also Pentecost Sunday, the 50th day after Easter, when we commemorate and celebrate again what happened the 50th day after that first Easter. It was on that day that the Lord revealed in a new way the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit, as this descended like a mighty wind upon a group of people in Israel, in Jerusalem. Nearly 2,000 years ago, on this day, the Pentecost power came down to, new, to mankind in a new and great way. And this is a great day in the kingdom because it's the last day and the last Sunday of the centennial celebration that we have had here at First Church Bakerstown. And what a great celebration it has been enlightening, encouraging, powerful. This is a great church, and all of us are very grateful unto him who has made it possible by his providence and his amazing grace to allow us to be a part of it. It's only natural on a day like today when we think of the past that we also think of the future and wonder what this nation of America the Church of Jesus Christ, and particularly the, the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown. What will these be like a hundred years from today, in the, the year 2071? Maybe they will be like some of those creative pictures that the first and second graders have drawn down in Fellowship Hall. They have great imagination. If you haven't seen them, you, you ought to see what some of these people think the world and the church will look like a hundred years from today. Of course, no man can accurately answer what the nation of America, what the Church of Jesus Christ, what the Bakerstown Presbyterian Church will be like. King Solomon, in all of his glory, about 3,000 years ago, at the end of the dedication of the first permanent place of God's worship, Solomon's temple in Jerusalem, was asking the same question as to what the people of God would be like in future days. 
And he petitioned God with a prayer, asking, God, be with the people of the land. Be with those who worship within this house. You heard the response that God gave to Solomon's concern for the people and for the place of worship in the future. It's a part of our text and the basis for this sermon. God answered Solomon in all of his power and of all of his glory and said, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and return from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now there none of us knows what the world and the nation and the church will be like in the future. From these few words of scripture, spoken over 3,000 years ago, we can have some idea as to the determining factors that will affect the nation and the church in the days to come. The first from that scripture text, the future will depend upon the extent of our humility. The extent of our humility. Now, humility is a hard word to understand, and many people who think they are humble are not. And many who are not thought to be humble in the sight of God are. Humility, you see, is basically knowing, believing, and accepting yourself as God created you and intended you to become. Knowing yourself as God knows you. Now, God knows us as people whom he loves. Every one of us was not created in an atmosphere of hate, but rather in an atmosphere of love. God, through Jesus Christ, redeemed us and gave us an opportunity to start life all over again with the second birth or the spiritual birth by the blood and the sacrifice of the cross. We are people who have been born again through Jesus Christ because of God's love. You see, we are not our own, but we are bought with a price. We are individuals who come into this world with nothing, and we take nothing from it. And while we are here, we are stewards of all things that we possess but for a time. We are the trustees of these minds, of these hearts, of these tongues, of these pocketbooks. We, we, we are God's people. We are to be in the sight of the Almighty, not only a royal priesthood, a holy nation. The people of God who, who proclaim those things and utter those teachings of the one who has called us out of darkness into his everlasting life. Like Abraham of old, we are to know and to be blessed so that we cannot know just privilege but be a blessing to other people. Now, the future of the church and the world will depend upon how much each one of us accepts this humility and to what extent we are willing to commit this humility into our everyday lives. Secondly, this, this scripture text teaches us that the future of the world and the church will depend upon our obedience to the hearing 
of God's Spirit. Today, as I said, is Pentecost. And that is the day 2,000 years ago, or nearly 2,000 years ago, when a group of people were in an upper room on one of the streets in Jerusalem, in a house in one of the streets of Jerusalem, and they were together in prayer when suddenly they heard a noise. With their ears they heard a noise like the rush of a mighty wind. And this was God's Holy Spirit coming upon them. And because they were obedient to this movement of God, to this thing that they heard, they began the church, and that's why you and I can be here today. The Holy Spirit, you see, is a very difficult thing to understand, let alone comprehend. Jesus said to Professor Nicodemus, it, it, it's like the wind. You know it's there, you can feel its effect, but where it comes from and where it goes, you have no idea. But it's very real and it's very powerful. And the Spirit of God is alive and speaking. It was speaking back in the day of Solomon. It spoke through the body of Jesus Christ when he lived in the flesh. It's speaking today through the church. Not only through the church, but God's Spirit is speaking through government, through history, through industry, through technology, through young people, and yes, through older people, through things new, through things that are old, through conflict, through revolution, through protest. God's voice has never been silent, and it certainly is not silent today. I would not have you to believe, though, that we are to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. No, God does not expect that because he knows that there are other voices speaking to the mind today. Instead, God tells us to test the spirit, to test the wind, to see if it be of God. And if it is, then we had better listen. And the future will depend upon our obedience to the hearing. If God's word is calling us to change, then we better change. If God's word is telling us to grow and move, we better grow and we better move. If God's word is telling us to stand strong and firm, God help us if we are not obedient to that particular word. May we never forget, ladies and gentlemen, those of us who will live in the future, and this is young and old alike, for the future belongs to all of us. The future has no age limit on us. Anyone who is alive and awake and has a dream and a hope, his is the future. May we remember that this nation of America, that we are memorializing today through those who have given their very lives for her, the Church of Jesus Christ, this particular church, the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown, at one time, all of these were nothing more than an idea. An idea in the mind of God. And God, through his infinite wisdom and his amazing grace, transmitted that idea in his mind to the minds of men and women whom we call our forefathers. And because those people were obedient to the hearing of a sound, 
the sound that came through the form of an idea. Today we have America. We have the church. And we have the Bakerstown Church. If these men had not been given a vision and caught that vision, we would not be here. And we would not be a part of the nation or the church to which we belong and which we love. Future will depend upon the extent, you see, of our humility, our obedience to the hearing of God's Spirit and to the hope that we have in God's healing. You see, all of us here today, or within the sound of the preacher's voice, can be divided into two groups. There are those who are here and who feel that the United States of America is just about finished. That the Church of Jesus Christ is already dead, she just doesn't know it yet. And that the history of the First Presbyterian Church has seen its heyday in the first century of its existence. And from here on in, we'll go one way, down. There are some people that believe this about our nation and about the church and about this particular congregation. Then there are those of us who have hope. Hope in America, hope in the church of Jesus Christ, even with all of her mistakes, and hope in this particular congregation, that we have not seen her best days, but we're barely beginning in a history that shall be greater than any of us can imagine in the service of Jesus Christ. Which group do you belong? May we always remember that our forefathers, both of the country and of the church, were individuals who, like Abraham of old, went out not knowing where they were going. But they had one thing, hope, hope that in some way God would heal the world through Jesus Christ. They had the hope and the belief that God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Christ might be saved and healed. So they took upon themselves a humility. They were obedient to the hearing of God's word. And ladies and gentlemen, some of us are healed because of the hope that they had. You see, we can stand and sing, our eyes have seen the glory of the Lord, the coming of the glory of the Lord. And yes, we are right, because our faith is built upon a tradition upon a history of hope. But whether or not his truth shall continue to march in the days and the century yet to come will depend not only upon the working of God's Holy Spirit, but it will depend upon our individual humility, upon our individual hearing 
and response to the leading of God's Spirit upon the individual hope that we have in America and in the Church of Jesus Christ and of this community of people in Bakerstown. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Amen.